Welcome back. You're listening to episode number 133 of Our Young Creators, the podcast. Over the coming weeks, I'll be sharing a series of interviews I've done on other people's podcasts and live videos. Why would I want to do this? Well, sometimes it's great to shake things up, to flip the script, and do something a little bit different and unexpected. I just wrapped up being a guest in the Hope to Hope conference hosted by Kim White of My Sexy Business Team. So it's only fitting that the first interview that I want to share is one that Kim and I did together a while back. I hope that you enjoy this series of interviews and reach out. Let me know if this interview was meaningful in any way to you. You can message me on Facebook or send me a DM right on Instagram at young.pratt. Cheers and enjoy this interview. What began as an experiment to bring my 11-year-old daughter into my business has evolved into Our Young Creators, a podcast, a training center, and a movement dedicated to equipping kids with real-world marketable skills so that they can fund their own brighter futures. We're here to inspire you to turn consumption time on devices into creation time and use technology as a tool to bond and not bicker with your kids. Join us each week as we share the inner workings of our partnership and bring you stories from guests of all ages and from all walks of life on our quest to nurture and to celebrate our young creators. My sexy business team. I am here with another amazing interview. I I don't know if when you wake up in the morning, you get excited about what you do. But let me tell you, when I wake up in my princess world, I cannot wait because I have so many amazing people that come into my life like this next guest. Um, I'm so honored that she said yes to this interview. She is a podcaster. She has had a performing arts studio for 17 years. Um, she's a former professional dancer, and she's got the most amazing mission and business wrapped around helping kids actually have opportunity to explore their their possibilities because a lot of times kids don't have the opportunity, and her Um, thing that she calls herself, which I love, 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 is she's the chief dreamer at Our Young Creators. So please welcome Young Pratt. Thank you. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you, Kim. It's such a privilege to be here with you. I am so excited to connect with you and am looking forward to 
serving your audience? Well, you are so amazing. We almost had to like do something <laughs> different than have the interview because we couldn't stop talking. I'm very excited um, to make this connection because you are doing such incredible things for so many lives. You know, we can we can get caught up in our own selves and not do a very good job of being generous. And I think that's exactly the opposite of you. You are so generous and so amazing with helping kids be able to find that creativeness and to explore the possibilities. And you were even saying in like techie stuff. I thought that's amazing. You're not even just talking about just dance or just one thing. You're talking about the whole gamut of life, life skills. Yeah, there's unlimited possibilities for sure. And at the beginning of this year, when we rebranded with this new business, it was really all about how do we give kids who are already using their devices, usually to watch TV or do social media or connect with their friends and be in this totally immersed world by themselves, how do we turn that into something positive? How can we teach them to take their devices and start creating things? Right now we're in the middle of a course we're doing on becoming a podcast family. So I have these beautiful families with these kids who had said yes and said yes to the possibility of, yes, I want my kids to learn these type of skills because the world of podcasting is exploding. I mean, there's no shortage of podcasts out there and there's more and more content being created for kids specifically because they're starting to listen. And I wanted to give them this voice, this powerful voice that could reach millions of people worldwide. It didn't have to be in their neighborhood. It didn't have to be you know, in their town. But we could take your device and show them how to use it to share who they are and what they do in a very big way. And, and I just, I'm a tech person. I love my technology. And so when I started teaching my kids how to do some of these things, and they did it with such ease and grace, and what they are creating blows me away. And even behind me, my kids are very, very creative, and they take me beautiful pictures However, they're also creating beautiful images for our website. They're helping us create beautiful messages we can share through the podcast and through our videos. And it makes me so happy to see a parent and a child sitting side by side using a device, which normally they're bickering over because there's too much time being spent there. But now we're giving them possibility to sit together, create something do it together and be so proud about building memories, giving these kids skills that they can use to serve others and get paid to do so that they can start funding their own futures. They don't have to necessarily go to the local coffee shop or you know the, the fast food place. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, we're opening these doors to them saying, you could do that or here's something you can do together. You can spend time with your parents. I work with lots of entrepreneurs. So the challenge, of course, is how do we not have to trade time in our business for time with our kids? Mm -hmm. So now we can take technology. We can put them in, everyone in the same room 
we can create and we can build something together. I love it. And you know, our audience is, um, is just one of the reasons that they follow us is because we are all about creating sexy businesses for sexy lives. Mm -hmm. It's not about having these two incongruent things in your life. And you have married that. Like you have married a really amazing um, business with your life so that your kids are completely involved and, you know, participating and not feeling like they're getting neglected because you're always having to work. And I love that. You know, our topic today is um, celebrating and showing up to the party, <laughs> aka your business. And I think that I would love to hear um, some like tips from you on how we can show up because like celebrating our business to me is so important because if you don't like your business, why would anybody else want to come? Like why would anyone else want to come and buy something if you're not sold on what you're selling, you're not sold on the service, you're not, you know, you're not really liking what you're doing. I think it's really important to figure that out. So I would say, you know, this has been a process 17 years in the making. And really, if I think about it before that, because even when I was a kid, I always felt a little bit out of place because, you know, I wanted to do different things. But because I wanted to fit in so desperately, I tried to do things other people's way and it never just worked out for me. So in my business in the beginning, I tried to emulate somebody else's successes, trying to rip a page out of their playbook and pop it into my life. And what I found was that it didn't fit. However, I'm a really good student. I like to follow directions and implement, so I kept doing it. And it was getting harder and harder to be able to find as much joy because I was so busy trying to fit, you know, this round peg in the square hole. And when I finally, you know, this past fall started thinking about okay, I've done this business for this long. Is it still serving me? Is it not? How can I take my love of the arts, my love of kids, my love of technology and put it all together? So it took me, you know, a long time to get here. But I have to say now that I'm here and I'm not trying to borrow someone else's playbook and run my life based on that, it's been amazing to sort of see the transformation in who I get to connect with like you every day and the people we get to serve now who really want only the best for their kids and love being able to work side by side with them and maybe never before thought about you know, what it would look like to have their kids in their business and give them something meaningful to do where they feel like they're part of this beautiful business you're creating. Because like you said, they're not two separate pillars. They're all meshed into one. It's just a matter of how can we take what we have, bring it together in a way it's going to make sense for us and not be what someone else has shared with us that works for them because we are not them. We are not their lives. And this is something that I have struggled with, honestly, for a long time, not really wanting to show up and come to my own party and be part of that process. I wanted to be on the outside 
to feel more corporate because I felt that was what I what what I wanted to create was this this big corporation where I was in the background, I could be the president of this thing. However, you know, the people who are working for me are the ones who are who are the faces of my business. Right. And so when when I started stepping back in and saying, okay, this is not going the way I want it to. I don't like this anymore. And really started voicing my opinion. It sounds weird that because I own this business, but I wasn't always the one who would take charge, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So being able to feel okay enough and gain more confidence in the process of I'm going to step up and I'm going to do this, taking that one little step. And then the next time taking another step, and it may not be in a straight line. It may be, you know, in a circular pathway, and that's okay. But knowing that the path that got us here has served us well. We've learned lessons, and now the thing is to take those lessons and apply them now and bring them all into our businesses, like you said, to create these sexy businesses, to create these sexy lives, so that they're not separate anymore because it is exhausting when we try to compartmentalize all these pieces of our life when they are congruent and everything is moving in the same direction. That's where I feel like I am now after 17 years and it's so joyful and honestly I have to say that this is the most excited I felt about business in a really long time. And that's an amazing thing to feel after almost two decades. Oh, that is awesome. But you know, you're an overnight success and it only took you 17 years. Exactly. <laughs> and we always hear those stories about these quick successes. However, when you start peeling back and looking back at the, the chapters that came before, you find those struggles and you find the self-doubt and you find the critics and you find all these things it's just a matter of, I always say, building a thicker skin. I don't think it's that. I think it's being able, like you, who are who is so confident in what you're doing and what you're offering and who you're serving, coming from a place of confidence and knowing that you're showing up as you're meant to show up and no one else has tried to shape or mold you differently. But you can say, I appreciate that feedback. I appreciate even the haters because I just know they're not my people. It doesn't feel good. However, I know now, and I'm learning more every day, that the more I show up, the more authentic I am, the more vulnerable I am as far as sharing my failures so someone can learn from those and create their successes from my many, many, many failures but it's gotten to me, gotten me to where I am today, and I'm I'm grateful for my journey. And if this serves anyone out there listening, knowing that, yeah, overnight success is just a myth, and it definitely takes a lot of heart and some hustle and lots of tenacity to get to a place where we can show up and serve in the way we were meant to, living on this planet. That's very, very good. Very good. Because it is, I think it is tenacity that is probably the main ingredient to getting through any kind of business because there's always going to be some pushback of some kind, whatever, whatever arena that, that you're in, there's always going to be struggle. And I think we kind of come into business thinking this is an answer 
but we're asking the wrong question. Like this is the this is going to be the thing that just makes me all this money and I can lay on a beach somewhere. Well, create a life you can lay on a beach and do business. Like create a life that your business goes on while you're on the beach. You know, there's a lot of ways to look at that. And I think what you said about showing up as yourself is so important. When I first um, <laughs> decided to just own my silly side, you know, at first I I was kind of hesitant. I am silly. Like I have a lot of fun and I am a princess, the self-proclaimed princess, but I am those things. But I was afraid that people wouldn't take me serious in business. And, you know, I don't mean this in a prideful way, but I'm brilliant in business, mostly because I know how to tell you not to do it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I've had so many messes that I want to protect you from those messes. So a lot of what I teach is how to not lose $100,000 in a year or how to not, you know, (laughs) do some things that I have done. I mean, that's the thing is I, I, I am just open about it. But when I came to the, when I came to the party as myself, there became this absolute trend of, I lost some people, mm-hmm. but I gained the right people because they understood that we can have a fun life and still do brilliant, amazing business. We can still do incredible things, serve millions, do all kinds of things, but come to the table as we really are. There's a lack of congruency when we show up with a mask on and people can't tell if you're being dishonest about the business side or dishonest about something. They, they smell the dishonesty, but they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And when we pretend and we hide who we are, it creates that incongruency. And Yeah, I couldn't agree more because as I look back at my years in business, I can say with absolute certainty the times when I was hiding behind a mask and what my business looked like. I mean, from the outside, it was functioning really, really well. I could be outside of the business, completely removed, you know, leave for a month at a time, and it still was going. So that was great. However, I was not necessarily attracting the right people because when I started stepping in more into what I was going to do and I had a mentor who told me, you know, every quarter you need to rock the boat because people need to know if they're going to stay or they're going to jump shit. And it scared me to death because literally every time I rocked the boat, I would lose people. And as a business owner relying on numbers in a service-based business, it was a hard pill to swallow. Oh my gosh, I just lost X and X number of students and I don't like it. It feels yucky and icky. However, on the other side of that, every time those people that weren't a fit for me left, I always felt a little bit lighter and happier. And then the people who were resonating with my message then were coming in. And I remember there was a critical time in my business where I just was not happy with a lot of things in my business. I had built this amazing business. It looked great again from the outside, but on the inside, I felt just icky because I wasn't showing up authentically. I didn't really feel comfortable doing that. I had spent so long keeping those things separate. Here is my life where I can be fun and silly and playful. And here is 
where I have to be, you know, buttoned up and, and I have to put in language because that's what I think everyone expects to hear. But then what, again, when my worlds came again, you know, people are jumping ship. And then, you know, I had this time in my business where there were lots of people, including staff, who jumped ship. And I went through, a, you know, a terrible period where it's like, do I continue? What do I do now? Not knowing if I wanted to continue that because I had spent so long building it. And all of a sudden, it felt like all the walls were falling down. But what I realized after the fact, always easier, of course, looking back, and like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it was a time in my life when I started to feel more joy and there was more ease in my business. And I really started you know, feeling like I was myself again, where I could, you know, literally say something the way I wanted to say it, not saying it how somebody else might think I should say it, and just saying it or doing it or showing it. Those are all the times when, yeah, people people decide. They make a choice. Do we want to stay? Do we still, are we still a good fit? And if not, it's okay. And I had to get okay with people leaving because every time people left, it was an opportunity for more people who were the people who resonated with our vision and our mission. They're coming in. And it now space. what's that? It opens up space. Exactly. And that's exactly what it was that, you know, some of these people I would, I would internalize an emotional, there was so much emotional baggage with them. I would think about them after I was done teaching in the night and you know, I'd wake up and stress about them. And when they left, it stopped. Yeah. All of a sudden there were blue skies everywhere. The sun came out and I felt so peaceful, even though I had lost so many students in the process, lost some staff, especially some longtime staff. And it was, hard not to take it personally, but at the end of the day, it, were, it was those pivotal times when I started speaking up and owning my business and owning the messaging and owning everything about it that things started getting easier. And now I get to wake up every day with so much joy knowing that the families we are serving are closer because of what we can provide them. We have some families right now going through our podcasting course, and I love it because they're talking about things like their identity, things like their culture. And this morning I did an interview with a friend who is a brand voice strategist. She helped people gain clarity on their voice and what their brand stands for, which doesn't get talked a lot about. There's a lot of talk about you need a logo, you need to use this font, you need to use these images. But it's all these pieces to build these sexy businesses. We need to know what the identity is. We need to know what the culture is. We, what, we need to know how we want people to feel after they've worked with us and how their lives are better for that. So now every day I get to wake up with those possibilities about who do we get to connect with today? Who can we serve today? How can we share this message that kids are so powerful and if we give them opportunities at a young age and take devices that they're already using and show them how to use them for good to serve others, that is going to create a future that is, I can only just imagine, I get goosebumps talking about it because 
If we empower our kids now to do that, and yes, everything they learn in school is important. However, I think the missing piece a little bit is the identity. They don't always get to show up as who they are and who they want to be in a rigid school environment. But when we give them opportunities out that, outside of that, and they can find their passion for this, for that, or anything else, you know, that's where the magic happens. And being able to raise this future generation of creators who look at the world differently, who are the one to take chances, who are the ones to speak up when something's not right, and they can they can stand in their own authenticity and say, here's what I think about this, and here's what I want to share about this. I mean, that just brings me so much joy that these kids are going to be the leaders, and we absolutely need to nurture their curiosity. We need to nurture their creativity and let them own it, whether they're doing a traditional art medium and, and that kind of creative, or maybe they're born to be a writer and they want to cre create with words. Maybe they want to build houses. Maybe they want to create businesses. But it's this idea of cultivating possibility and giving them opportunities to experience different things so they can find those one, two, or three things that they love. And then they can stand in the spotlight and say, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I love I you. Love <laughs> I'm just going to tell you again. And you know what? You... You hear parents talking about they can't get their kids motivated to do anything. And I think that that's partly because they don't know what they want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you get a child who is um, connecting with that part of them that, that are shown the possibilities and their capabilities, it's amazing the motivation factor is not there. Like you don't have to worry about them being motivated because now they'll show up they'll they'll start coming and being excited about things because now they're learning their identity they're learning you know to show up authentically and i do think that school does um take that identity away sometimes and not you know i'm not bashing that at all because i i could never be in a room with 30 teenagers and try to teach them I, you know i couldn't <laughs> but you know the thing is is they need them to they need them all to do the same thing at the same time. That's been the way the school system has been. And I think exactly. And I think people that are different, that's really a struggle for. And I think it's something that, that in a lot of way, it damages us from feeling like we are able to do something. Um, there's a quote, and I'm probably going to mess it up, but it talks about, you know, everyone's a genius until you ask a fish to climb a tree. Yes, you know. exactly, exactly. Yes, and I have so much respect and I appreciate so much what teachers do because they have a hard job. I, mean, I could be in a room full of teenagers and teach possibility and teach technology and teach them a way that they can fund their own college tuition without having to take out a loan, without asking their parents to risk their house to pay for school. Yes. I want to give them the opportunity to explore that and say, and just ask the question. What if? What if I did this instead of this? Or what if I did this instead of this? What would happen? And I think just being able to cultivate that, you know, as a parent, 
is so important because we don't know what the future is going to look like. I know I've read some stats that, you know, 65% of the jobs that exist now won't exist 20 or 30 years from now. So what the heck are our kids going to do? They're going to have to figure out a way to, you know, create their own path because the traditional paths that their parents took or their grandparents took may not be there anymore. So they have to be able to open up their mind to possibility, be open to receiving messages from the universe saying, you know, this is your path and, and presenting them opportunities and experiences that will help shape that for the better. Well, and you know, when you were talking about the learning about, you know, what your voice really sounds like, the the logo and the branding and all of that, I actually, because I have princess vocabulary words, <laughs> I, I actually talk about that being a flavor. Like, if, mm-hmm. if you don't like a princess flavor, it's okay. You don't, like, you don't have to follow us and watch us and, and hang out with us. If you don't like me as a person, it's because you don't know me because I'm kind. You know, I'm not re- I'm not disrespectful. And so as a person and then as a, you know, a flavor, you might not like silliness. And and I think that that's a big thing that kids need to understand that whatever their flavor is, it's okay. You know, you you might be totally into technology and not really wanting to do something different that's a that's just fine or you might be like i'm totally relational i want to be in the middle of everybody i can possibly gather in and you know have conversations that's my flavor mm-hmm. but we still will learn about business i mean we will still learn things it's just that's the flavor that that i teach in and so i think when you can teach a child when you can teach an adult, I'm going to go on from there. When you can teach an adult to love their business and celebrate their business and to celebrate who they are, they show up as themselves. That's really a party. That's really what a party looks like in business. Yeah, I agree 100%. And before we hopped on live, we had a little conversation about playfulness and about how When we're kids, we're always curious, we're always exploring, we're always trying things. But as we grow up, we think society is telling us not to do those things. You're too old to be tucked in. You're too old to color in the coloring book. There's these parameters all of a sudden. When you're a kid, you don't see that. So it's a perfect time to help them have no fear either. If we can teach them now how to do these things, I mean, holy smokes, I just... It blows my mind to think of what they could accomplish. Because by the time we're an adult, we've often lost that bit of playfulness, that bit of curiosity. And all of a sudden, we're standing out in the open and all these things are around us, all the shoulds. I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. I should be this. But when we have that floating all around us, it feels icky. I know I've been there. You're having that expectation of should is a terrible place to be. And now, again, I get to wake up with this opportunity every day and think about what are all the things I get to do? What do I get to create today? How can I change someone's life today? How can I open another door? And talked about, you know, you do this as well. 
you're opening up the possibility. Absolutely. They, yeah, we're going to have fun doing this and we're going to show up as ourselves and we get to be totally us. And if we're silly or, you know, we're more serious, it's okay. Whatever flavor, like you said, you are, there's somebody out in the world and usually multiple somebodies who appreciate that because they've had similar experiences. And when we, when we can find common ground with other people and say, hey, yeah, I'm like you. We have a similar experience. Let's connect. And finding somebody else who had a different experience. And they're all coming from different walks of life. But it's this relational experience that you are creating here, too, where we're getting to peel back the layers and really dive in and say, okay, what is it? What is our flavor? And how can we take our flavor out into the world and, and you know, jump up and down from the rooftops and say, we're here. This is yeah. us. Come play. Come hang out. Come have fun. Because when it's that every day that you get to wake up to, that is a completely different place to be than waking up with that black cloud of should. Oh, absolutely. You, like, you're so eloquent with how you say things. I love to listen to you because you you describe stuff in such a way that like I can picture things and I think I just I appreciate you so much because I do think that that is one of the key one of the keys to all of this is you know if we're not walking in our flavor I can I can tell you and and I'm going to go out on a limb here business wise but I can tell you if you're not walking in your flavor and you're not celebrating your business, you are struggling. I, I can, I can say like, without a doubt, if you come into my world and you say certain things, like you have certain phrases in your language, I can already tell you, I already know you're struggling because you're miserable. And you know, you might be making some money, but real money really comes from showing up authentically. And it comes from celebrating your business. We sell out everything that we offer, we sell out of. And a lot of that has to do with, I stopped, I stopped showing up halfway. Like I stopped showing up and I was worried I was too much. Like I was too much to take. I was too much to handle. I was too, too much princessness, too much sparkly stuff or too much, Whatever it was. I've said the word sexy too many times. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and the truth is, it really put us on a, a completely different level. It caused us to do even more and be able to serve even more because I stopped. I stopped worrying about that. Yeah. And I think that you are doing that. And I've watched you grow. I will just tell you, I think that's the most awesome part about having these kind of relationships is we get to watch each other level up. We get to watch each other do things that are just amazing. Yeah, completely. And it's funny because, you know, we met just recently in a coaching program we're doing. And one of the things that I loved about you before I even knew you is that you identified yourself as a princess. And I knew immediately I had to connect with you because I knew you were somebody who was not afraid to show up as you are and as you were created. And I've struggled with that 
about finding my voice and about finding the great the right balance between how much is too much to share and how much do I need to share with my audience so they can really understand what we're all about because it's it's interesting. So thank you for showing up because I loved that. I think you made a comment about this is just my princess opinion. And I just thought, yes, that is awesome because I want to be more of that because I know that I've, I've not gotten there yet, and it's a process, and I, I'm loving the journey and loving this process. But now that we've connected, I just think, yes, this is totally this person who I know that I can reach out to now and say, hey, I would love to connect and chat about this because I, I know you're the right person. And I think that, you know, we should be also grateful that things like technology are available to us so we can connect without thinking about the distance that separates us. We can literally be in the same room together at the same time. And that is so powerful. And now if we can show our kids, okay, this is what's happening now. How can you make this better with what you're learning about being yourself and learning about what you love? I mean, so many doors and so many windows and everything's opening up to them because we're at such an amazing time in history where Technology is happening very, very quickly. If they're already playing in that wheelhouse, let's just give them more tools to play in their sandbox so they can mm -hmm. build bigger and better things. So, you know, someday maybe we can be holograms in each other's rooms and like literally like reach out and shake hands and give hugs. And I mean, <laughs> I just, it gets me excited to think that we can go from this to something even more amazing because, you know, we're giving kids these opportunities to raise their hand and say, yes, I'm ready. I have something to share. I want to share it. And the person who's going to help me get there also needs to be sharing their story in a big way so that it comes full circle. So that once I'm done sharing with them and they go out into the world and share their message, they can start sharing with somebody else. They're impacting other lives. And soon we have this chain of kids who are sharing and growing and innovating and creating this amazing place that we all get to live in. You, my sweet friend, are an influencer of influencers. Oh, and thank you so much. That is exactly what um, being a princess is to me is all about, is mm -hmm. I do have a certain amount of influence and I do use it well because we need to help others, you know, find their possibilities and those opportunities. And I think that you are influencing an entire generation of kids with possibilities that, you know, we didn't have any idea. I did not know it was acceptable to be a princess at 51. You know, I had to figure that out. Yeah. But the awesome part about it is, is you are, you are doing it like you are not waiting for permission from someone else to say, you know, well, I don't know about that. You know, you are showing up and you're doing this every single day and your class that you have on the family podcasting. I think that is brilliant because that brings people together. That brings finances in that brings all kinds of togetherness. So you've got some amazing sauce. I just have to tell you, and we are so far out of time. I, I am laughing because, like, I just didn't know where to stop. 
I, I do want to quickly um, tell you, first off, thank you so much for coming and saying yes to the interview. It's been my absolute pleasure. And I agree that we could talk all day long and we probably will at some point. We're going to connect, I know, in person and we're going to spend whole days just collaborating and sharing. And I want to thank you for this amazing opportunity to come and share what we do because, you know, it's through sharing our messages together and reaching more people that we can impact these kids and they can go out there and live their best lives. So um, thank you. you are so welcome. It is definitely my honor to do this. My pleasure. So if you're watching us and you want to get connected to this amazing woman, and I think you should, I'm going to give my princess opinion on that. You mm -hmm. definitely should get connected. Um, we'll get her page in the comments so that you can follow her. She does live videos of that. And I think this is the thing I want everyone to know the most is you are hands-on with the kids, but you also are instructing adults because through your live videos and through the things that you're doing, you're teaching everyone that's an entrepreneur or everyone who even needs to start being an entrepreneur like the things that they can do, you give very practical tips. You give very um, application-based steps to do things, you know, and, and I think that that is a very powerful thing. I think you're adorable and I think you're amazing. And I think you're a powerhouse. I think your little soft voice is kind of deceiving in the fact that you are an absolute powerhouse. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Thank you so much for that amazing compliment. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, we've been talking about celebrating and showing up to the party, a.k.a. your business. And here's here's my final thought on this that I want you all to take away from this. Are you celebrating your business? Because if you're not celebrating it, if you're not having a good time, why would anybody want to do business with you? And if you're not showing up to the party in your own true flavor, you are giving an incongruent message that makes people think you might be dishonest. So if you will take that mask off, I challenge you, if you will take that mask off and let people know what flavor you are so that you're connected to the people that bring joy to your life instead of, you know, grief, you definitely will love your life more. This is Kim White with the My Sexy Business team, and we're here to help you create sexy businesses for sexy lives like this amazing woman's that we just talked to. So thank you for being with us. We will see you in the next video. Well, there you have it. My interview with Kim White of My Sexy Business team. If you aren't already connected with Kim on Facebook, head over to her business page as well. I will link up everything in the show notes for this episode over on the website, ouryoungcreators.com slash 133. And if you're interested in being a guest right here on our podcast and sharing your story of raising your own young creators, head over to ouryoungcreators.com slash podcast and sign up to be our next guest. Cheers.